Hello and welcome again to Journeys in Grace. My name is Eric Hubbard, and I just want to thank you again for being with us as we journey through the Bible. And today we're going to continue our series on Lessons from Elijah. And this section we're going to talk about again, Are You There Yet? And we're in the book of 1 Kings uh, 17, and we're going to continue there. I just want to give you a, uh, just a brief message of how you can reach me. You can reach me at Pastor Eric523 at gmail.com. You can see all emails or questions there at pastoreric523 at gmail.com. Let's go into the Word of God now as we begin our studies for this afternoon. So we're in Second King, First Kings rather, 17, and we're talking about Elijah, the prophet Elijah, as we see one of the men of God who's walking in the gift of the prophetic. And Elijah is a major character or a major player in the book of Kings, because he establishes uh, uh, the, the, I would say, like a better word, a protocol or a path as prophets of the Old Testament, how they interacted with God's people. And remember, the Israel was under the law. And so the law taught for it within itself that when God spoke to Israel, he promised to bless them. And he gave them in Deuteron Deuteronomy uh, 28, how that if they would obey them, him, that all of these best blessings would overtake thee, how that he would bless them going in and going out. There will be the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. But if, if you in that same chapter, Deuteronomy 28, 15, it talks about all the curses that would come upon them if they rejected God and walked in their own ways. And now as we begin to read these, uh, read uh, 1 Kings 17, there are many kings most, I would say, if most, if not all the kings of Israel, after it was split, after the rule of Solomon, um, most, it was split between the ten tribes that were in Israel and the two that were with Judah, Judah being Judah and Benjamin. <clears throat> there were many kings in uh, that ruled over Judah that followed after God. And there were others who rejected God and followed after idols and their own path. And in the end, they met destruction. And most, if, again, if not all of the kings of, uh, of, of Israel, most of them, there were a few that started out in the, path of God, in the pathways that God had designed for them. But in the end, most fell short of God's requirement. So here in 1 Kings 17, Elijah is dealing with Ahab. And we know the story of Ahab. He married Jezebel, a woman who was not of the household of faith. She was not of uh, the church of Israel. And when he went about and he went against, and God had told Solomon and David and others, the king, Saul, who was the, uh, the first king, not to marry foreign wives. And even going back again into the law and into the laws that God gave Israel, he told them, in the land that I'm going to send you, he told them, do not intermarry with those who you find. But he said, drive them out, drive all the ites out. And it, the first time that there was a major fail, failure, with uh, the nations that came in was when Israel, whether they were marching through and coming into Canaan, how they intermarried or uh, they they took on the foreign women who caused them to uh, go against God. So again, this is in the Old Testament. And because they did this, God they brought about God's judgment upon them. And many times that you will see in the scriptures how as Israel got further and further away from God, that God finally told them, said, you know what? There's coming a time that that uh, 
that uh, the enemy is going to come in. He's going to kill your women. He's going to destroy the children. He's going to take you captive. And he told, uh, and, and as again, as they walked away from him, God began to pronounce judgment. Still with mercy. Still with, he was crying out to them, turn back to me, turn back to me. And this is why he sent the prophet. So now again, we're reading about prophet Elijah, 1 Kings 17. And the first teaching we talk about, how talked about how that first thing Elijah did was to tell Ahab, it's not going to rain for several years. And God gave him direction to go to the book Tereh. So now we're over in the 17th chapter and, uh, and uh, Elijah's time at the brook was ending. And I think it's so important that we recognize the times. Even today, and especially in our day, we must recognize the time and the seasons of when God is beginning a, a thing in our lives and when he's ending. There are some people who will come into your life for a very short time. And most of the time, uh, or for a temporary time, but that time could be one year, two years, three years, uh, a few months or whatever. They are a blessing for you as long as they, you know, as, as, uh, as God will allow them to stay. But when there comes a time to depart or for you to move forward or whatever the case may be, and we want to keep that relationship or keep that person in that position, or especially for pastors now, you know, many times we, we fall in love with people and we should, we always love God's people, whether they're coming in or they're going out, because I'll say again, God's people, they're God's sheep. We are just the shepherds. We are just uh, the, mes the, the, the messenger for, uh, for God. But when he comes to his his people, we too are sheep. We've just been called out to speak for God and to, and to teach the word of God and evangelize or prophesy, whatever the case may be. But yet the sheep belongs to God and we too are part of the sheepfold. So here in First uh, Kings 17, 7, it talks about the season's over and God now began to tell Elijah to make the next move. And it came to pass after a while that the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. And the word of the Lord came unto him saying, and God's talking to Elijah, arise, get to Zarephath, which belongs to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a woman there to sustain thee. And again, just like, <laughs> and just like God had, uh, uh, excuse me, just that God had commanded them before, um, Excuse me, I just thought that I had uh, interrupted. Excuse me, I lost my place a little bit there. But as I was saying, that just that God had commanded uh, Elijah to go to the book Shereth, now he's commanding him, I've got a place for you. I've got you. I, you need to make a move. You need to and, and hear my voice and just be obedient. And so many times, again, if we become comfortable, when we become comfortable, and we become, uh, I like for a better word, familiar. You know, sometimes we'll get, we get used to doing things a certain way. You know, we can be going to a place or we could be in a job or we could, you know, be in, uh, even in ministry sometimes. There are times, there will times be, there will come times when God wants you to not necessarily leave a church, but he won't maybe wanting you to elevate you or to move you into a different place of ministry so that you can grow and continue on your path of growth. But when we become so familiar and when we become so used to doing the same things the same way, you know, we got to we got to have it our way. Then it becomes arrogance. First, when you were doing it in obedience, you know, and in, in, in humility, 
You that's worship to God. But when we are in rebellion and that rebellion starts when the Lord lets us know one way or another, he will confirm it. OK, time's up. I want you to move forward. And as long as you are uh, willing to be obedient, then you continue in your worship of him. The scripture says, though, that when we're in disobedience, it says it's as the sin of witchcraft. In other words, we are being deceived. We're being manipulated, dominated or controlled either by the office or the people or even our own selves. We've taken uh, control of God and we become God to ourselves because we know better. But here, what did Elijah do? He said, OK. And God uh, not only told him to go, he let the circumstances show him. And all the time, the circumstances won't shout at you. But the circumstances of where Elijah was, they were shouting at him because the water dried up. The water dried up. The brook, rather, dried up in, in the, uh, from water. And he had nothing else to drink. And what did God tell him to do? Move on. So in 10th verse, it says, he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gates of the city, behold, the water was there gathering of sticks. And he called to her and said, fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. Now, see, not only did Elijah have to have faith. If you go, if we go back to the ninth verse, it says, God told him, he says, I have commanded a woman there to sustain thee. So God had already spoken to her. He had already prepared her heart to hear and to uh, 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 be obedient to him. And so both of their miracles depended upon him having faith to go, she having faith to take, she having faith to submit herself to a man that she didn't even know. And so, you know, not only this, uh, this, this uh, truth, uh, uh, truth for the Old Testament, it's also true for the New Testament. And we can read over in the book of Matthew, I think it's Matthew, um, the 10th chapter. And I'm going to read this to you, Matthew uh, 1040. Jesus is talking. He said, he that receives you, he's talking to his disciples. He said, he that receives you receives me. He that receives me receives him that sent me. So what God is saying is that whoever that uh, you as the minister, and I'm talking about all of us are ministers, every person in the body of Christ will have the ability to minister one day. And I'm not talking about getting to the pulpit or, or uh, going up before crowds. You can just be in the presence one-on-one -on -one with somebody that you have influence. See, you, many of you, you, if you listen to me today, there is somebody that you know that you have more influence than I will ever have because they know you. They know your life. They know your, uh, your stand. They know that you are a believer. They know that you are a Christian, a loving uh, 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 individual. And so you have influence. And this is what Jesus is saying here is that uh, if you, and I'm talking about, he's talking to the disciples. He said, if the people receive you, then they receive me and they also receive God. Why? Because we are all, we are all representing the father in the earth. We are Jesus today. We are Jesus' hands. We are the body of Christ. We are Jesus' mouthpiece. We are Jesus' eyes that we can see. And we can see places where we can uh, uh, go about and speak to people and show love and maybe provide food or comfort or just a word of, of, uh, of encouragement. We are God. The church is God in the earth today. And if there's going to be a move of God, God's going to move through us. And God is moving even now. I know it looks rough. 
Looks like now the economy in 2022 is uh, the stock market is going up and now it looks like it's going down, down, down. And many people are frightful and wondering, how am I going to retire? How am I going to have money in the future? But Jesus said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you and I'll be with you to the end of the world. So if we are willing to trust him with our money, if we are willing to trust him with our uh, uh, with our house and with our, you know, then we should be willing to trust him with our, uh, with our future. Matter of fact, you've already trusted him because if you are a believer, you've trusted Jesus with your eternity. You've put your eternity in the, in the faith that Jesus Christ lived and died a sinless life, that he rose again on the third day and that he not only is residing in heaven, but he has prepared a place for us. So Jesus is saying again, in uh, Matthew 10, 40, if they receive you, they receive me. And if and if they receive, because they receive you, and he that receives me, receives him, which is God that sent me. And though he says in the 10th, uh, then he says in the 41st verse, he that receives a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. And so this is what we're seeing in 1 Kings 17. This same truth that Jesus, that uh that God has spoken to this woman about receiving. He said, I commanded her. So it means that God got the message over to her that there's a man coming and I need you to submit yourself. And isn't that a, uh, isn't that a picture of where we are today? All the things we see that, uh, you know, we may not be lacking food and you may not be, you may not be homeless today. You know, you may not be jobless. You may have a job, you may have food to eat, you may have a place to stay, but I'm going to tell you, there is a, there is a famine in the land and that famine is the word of God. Yes, the word of God is being preached, but so in so many houses of God, the people of God are starving. They have to go to the radio or the TV or the internet or wherever to get a word because their churches have shut down. There are many ministers that have passed on. They're uh, they're looking to false leadership. Many people who have lost their leaders now, they're looking for the next big thing. Jesus is the only and the next and the before and after big thing that we'll ever need. He will supply you a pastor if you're willing to submit yourself and hear him. If you're willing to say, Lord, I trust you. No, you may not. He may not come today. But God's going to make sure that you get a word. And if you are willing to listen, he will send you to a, 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 a man or woman of God who will give you word, who will preach the word. It may not be from the denomination that you were in. It may not be in that church that you're in today. But God will make sure that you receive the word. And not only that, he gave you a Bible so that while you are looking for a new home, he gave you a Bible so that every day, you can pick that Bible up and he can feed you and he can feed you. And, and in me saying this, some people will say, well, you know, if I can get the word by myself, then, you know, why I need a preacher? Why I need the church? Because Paul said to fail not to assemble yourselves as some do. Some people have decided, well, you know what? Everybody in the church is wrong. You can't depend on anybody. And I'm going to tell you, there are some horrible preachers. And I'm not talking about preaching talent. I'm talking about not only are they not uh, preaching the word? They are. They are. Uh, uh, they are taking the word of God and and confusing God's people. Many today are going in the direction of you know what? What's the next? Again, what's the next big thing? Oh, I'm going to go back to the old way because the old way was better. And what they mean by that old way is going back to the law, 
going back to the, I'm going to go back and live the Ten Commandments. Nobody could live the Ten Commandments. What the law did again was to expose us and let us see that we were sinners. The law did not, the Ten Commandments did not tell you how to not sin, how to not lie, how to not uh, commit adultery, how to keep God as your only God. It only told you, it, the Ten Commandments gave you the do nots. It gave you five do's and five do and, and gave you 10 do's and, and do nots. And because the church has took their eyes, and I'm talking about some in the church, not all the church, some in the church have been deceived and they have taken their eyes off of Jesus. But the church of Jesus Christ continues to move forward. It's not going backwards. It's not falling down. It's not asleep. But there's a revival going on. And if you will open your eyes and participate by seeking God and say, Lord, where would you have me to be? You will see that God is sending his word. He's still sending words of prophecy. He's still sending uh, uh, the word through the evangelist. He's still sending the word through his pastors and his, uh, 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 his, his uh, bishop and apostles. He's still doing it. He's sending it through his teachers. The only what we need to do is to have an ear to hear. And that what this one, this is what this woman did in First Kings 17. She had an ear to hear. Jesus said, he that has an ear, let him hear what the spirit says to the church. That's over in uh, the book of uh, Revelations and for chapters one, two and three, as he spoke to the uh, one and two, rather, when he spoke to uh, the church, the seven churches of Asia, as he did. And, he, and as John wrote this prophecy out, Jesus began to tell them, he that hath an ear. He wasn't just talking about the physical ear. He's talking about that inner man, that inner man in your very soul, in your spirit, down in your shanana, where you can hear God. And what God will speak to you, and you may not hear an audible voice, but you will know, you will know in your knower that you that God is speaking to me that this is God. But to hear God, you must listen. He said, "He that hath an ear, let him hear." So, tenth verse, what did the prophet say? The latter part, he said, "Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink." And, the, and in the 11th verse, what did she do? She did something that a whole lot of people, <laughs> and, 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 uh, and I can say for, my, say for myself as well, a lot of us hear somebody that you don't even know, say, hey, he said, fetch me some water. He didn't even say, please. He says, fetch me, I pray thee. Well, I'm sorry. He did say, fetch me, I pray thee. He says, I beseech you, which means I beg you. I pray thee a little water vessel that I may drink. He said, would you get me a, a glass of water? A lot of people today will say, get your own water. You got two feet. I don't see nothing wrong with your feet. I don't see nothing wrong with your hands. But this is what the prophet did. He said, fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. Because he was, he, this is another way for him. Now he, he, he's checking her out first. And she was going to fetch it. He called to her and said, also, bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in your hand. Now, now the, the prophet is saying, okay, now God said he's got a widow. Here's the widow. Because in their day, um, I believe many, many of the custom was that women that women and, and the widowed women dressed a certain way. You know, single uh, woman, unmarried woman would dress a certain way. There were even ways that the prostitute dressed. You could tell by their dress uh, how who they were. And so as she went away, he said, bring me a morsel of bread. And what does she say in the 12th verse? As the Lord thy God liveth, she said, I don't even have a cake. 
See, the only thing I have is a moth, a meal in a barrel, a little cruise, a little oil in a cruise, and behold, I'm gathering two sticks that I may go in, dress it, make a cake for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. So God had told us to look, there's a man coming. She probably didn't know, she didn't have a date. He didn't, didn't say what God told her that she had a date, but he told her, the scripture says that he commanded her to feed him. And what did Elijah say? She Now here she is, she's spoken to him. So, okay, now he wants me to bring this, uh, bring him a piece of a cake of bread. Let's see if this, this is, see this the man. And she said, I'm gonna take this uh, little cake all, I'm going to uh, fix it, dress it, and we're going to die. But what did Elijah say? Fear not. How many times have we heard that from our Savior? Fear not. He called to her. Bring me a piece of, bring, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in your hand. Okay. And then, I'm sorry, he said, fear not. Go and do. The 13th verse. Elijah said, Fear not. Go and do as you have said. But make me a little cake first. Bring it to me. And and, and after make for thee and for thy son. So remember, she only had enough for she and her son. So this woman had to not only humble herself and bring him water. But now she's humbling herself and feeding him first. Because remember, she says, I only have a hand. You know, just open your hand. I see, I got a little, I got a handful of meal, a little bit of oil. I got enough to make this for my son and I. And then we're going to die. He said, before you do that, make me a piece of bread. Make me a, a little cake. And then you fix for you and your son. See, he's speaking faith to her. He's speaking the word. He's speaking uh, uh, the New Testament version of faith. It says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. This was God speaking to that woman because he had already commanded her to feed him. Now she's got to trust him. That's where we all are today. No matter how far you are along the road, if, if you're on the road of, of in your walk with God, we're all traveling. Maybe not the same speed. Some may be further ahead. Some may be a little some are further back. Some of us, you know, we walking arm in arm, but we're all headed. If you have a heart for God and you are headed toward him, the scripture says that he that began a good work of me shall work in me, shall finish it unto the day of Jesus Christ. The Lord spoke to this woman as he's speaking to many of us today. He's telling you to partner, partner up with people who are bringing you the word and who are feeding you. Sunday after Sunday, Wednesday after Wednesday, uh, whether they're on the radio or television or where they are, the internet, people like me and, and, and others who are feeding you. This woman was willing to partner and say, you know what? I've been, this, this, this man says, there's going to be enough. That's what God said. There's going to be enough. And I'm sending someone that's going to take care of you and your son. For he, Elijah went on to say, for thus said the Lord God, the barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruel of all fail until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. And I just love it how it says, and she went and did. Again, 
faith, uh, uh, what did James say? Faith without works is dead. Now she could have heard God when he spoke to her and said, okay, okay, God's going to send somebody to uh, take care of us. We're going to have enough food. But here, here we see her. She said, well, because God has spoken to a prior. When he, when the father was speaking to, uh, speaking to Elijah over in the 10th verse, I'm sorry, you back up a little bit more. Well, he says, I come in a woman to sustain thee, the ninth verse, rather. Before he told, as before Elijah got there, the Lord says, I prepared somebody to feed you. It's going to be a woman and she's going to sustain you. And she, and the Bible says, she went and did. What a great message to go and do. Are you, or have you gone and did what God told you to do? Are you walking in the in the in the light of the word? You know, many people they want more. I want to know more of God. I want I want to I want to know the secrets and the and the uh, uh, mysteries of God. And they're not even obeying what God has already exposed to you. Oh, I wish I could receive a prophecy. Have you have you are you doing the last word that God commanded you to do? Many times, where I, I I look to me, I look to myself and say, Am I doing? Because God's not going to give you 10 prophecies. He'll give you one step at a time. One day, one, one step at a time. So think about how horrible it would be. I mean, the people would think, so, you know, I want to know all of, know everything. I wish I could just know what's happening in the end. Well, how, why would God give you everything to do today? And you're not, and you are not uh, obeying God. That you're not where God commanded you to be. And you're not doing what he's commanded you to do. And so, what we have to do is get ourselves in the place, get ourselves just being submitted to him. Submit yourself unto God. The scripture says under the mighty hand of God. And that's what this woman did. And that what this man of God did. Here he was, a prophet of God, had commanded the rain to cease. And not only would he said it wasn't going to rain and it wouldn't be any dew on the ground. He said, you're getting none of that. You have got to do what God has commanded you to do. So here he is. Here's Elijah. Told this woman, said, you know what? Go and do. And that's what she did. The Bible says she went and did according to the saying of Elijah. And she and he and her house did eat many days. She even took the man of God in. I don't know if he stayed there, but I know, do know that's where he went to eat. Every, and when, when he got hungry, that's where he ate. And she ate. She fed him. The Bible, you know, the Bible didn't say that the uh, cruise of all, that the crew, the, the cruise of all filled up. It didn't say the, 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 uh, the meal barrel was running over, the, was at the brim running over. I believe, and, and, and this is first, Eric, it is not written in the scripture. But I believe there was just enough every day. They were living from day to day. Walking by faith. She would go in. Reach for the meal. It would be there. Fix him a cake. Go to the uh, the oil to, to, uh, to, to cook it. It would be enough oil for them to eat every day. As they obeyed God. And it's because she partnered with him. She was able to, uh, to survive. And be blessed as others around them were were uh, were starving. Others around them, because they, I'm gonna tell you now, there was only enough. 
And that's a message in there that there are times when God wants to set you aside and put you in a place. So, OK, I'm going to I'm going to let you you need to be alone for a while. And we want to include everybody and bring all the gang in. And God said, no, this is just me and you. I need for you to hear me and learn how to hear me and to obey my voice and to follow the, the path that I have for you. We all have a path. And it doesn't include everybody. Everybody got their own personal relationship with God. How God deals with you is not how he deals with me. But he's the same God. He has the same love. He's given us all the same measure of faith. The, the, what's the deal is how you use what God has given you. That's all you got to do. You don't have to be uh, concerned with the people across the street and those over in the, uh, the, the some people back in the day would be called the Joneses. All that you're trying to live like the Joneses. The Joneses got the new car, the new house. And, you know, you don't know what how much money the Joneses are bringing in the house. Or you don't know how much debt did they have. But people so many times we look across the street and want to see what are the other people doing. We'll look at our neighbors and say, I wonder how they're doing. When your own when your own house is, is in tatters, is in is in uh, uh, commotion. So, but again, what a wonderful message that uh, Elijah displayed here. But I want to tell you, as we go about studying this man of God, how he went and did in this part of his ministry, he was hearing God in the little things. What did Jesus say? Be faithful in the few things, and I'll make you master over many. God has promotion for all of his people and he will bring you to the place that's fit for you. Not fit for me. He's going to put you in a place that would exactly fit you. I pray that you were seeing something out of the word of God today. Forgive me for the interruptions that we've had, but I pray that, that you were able to get through those and to understand that God loves you. If you're not saved today, I pray that you would pray the sinner's prayer and say, Lord, here I am. I am willing to receive you today as my Lord and Savior. Forgive me of my sins. And I thank you, Lord, that you hear my prayer. You died for me. You lived a sinful life. And you rose on the third day. Lord, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I pray that, Lord God, that you would lead me to a loving church, to a church where I can receive the word of God. And for any of those who may be sick today, I pray. As the word of God says, that if any sick, let them call for the elders of the church. Hallelujah. If you committed any sin, hallelujah, pray for them. You'll be raised. In, 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 and if you are sick today, I pray, as, and just you just as a point of contact, this, uh, this touch of your, 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 your listening device. Father, we just pray for this sick person today. This person who would be suffering in their body. I pray, Lord, they'll be healed, whole and well. For you said in your word, Lord God. In Isaiah 53, he said, by your stripes, we are healed. But you said over there in, in 1 Peter 2.24, that by your stripes, we were healed. Jesus, you've healed us all. No matter how sick, whatever the sickness is, from cancer to a headache, to a migraine, to uh, uh, COVID, to the flu, whatever it may be, you died for us. I pray for those, oh God, that they will be healed and they will be delivered and set free and that they, oh God, will have a testimony and they will claim, proclaim unto others that Jesus Christ is real today.
Father, we thank you for all things. We thank you, Lord God, that you love us and that you are faithful unto us. And I pray, Lord God, that the people of God will get back in their Bibles and just allow you to speak to them about every facet, every avenue of their lives. For you are a God that cares much for us. Thank you. And I just pray today that you received again something from this word and that you will join us again for Journeys in Grace. We pray till we meet again. Amen.